0: You'll be happy to know my north mountain. My north. Oh my my gosh, (laughs) this is going great. My notes are very short, so yay. Yay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like we don't want to do this. People might get the wrong impression.
0: No, I just meant that they're shorter than usual, so maybe we could keep it under like two hours.
1: That'd be be good for us.
0: and welcome to winter Bazaar book retort Whee-oo, it's the winter we get a break kind of Yay. half the time <laughs> this is a full episode <laughs> do we get a break sam <laughs> oh, we had a break last week that's true we did do a little short which was great and fun to do. <laughs>
1: yes, but now, Danielle, hit me with that holiday winter spirit.
0: I will. So we are the podcast where one of us explains a weird piece of media to the other who has no experience with it, except during Winter Bazaar, it is winter and holiday themed media. Yes,
1: Woo-hoo! Danielle, I have no experience with this media. I am like a brand new elf intern who is being hazed <laughs> by all the other elves and is going to go cry in a corner.
0: Did you think about this before you came?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> where
0: did these things come
1: from? Danielle, if I knew that, I would have a much better understanding of my own psyche.
0: Your brain is a mysterious place.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're telling me.
0: I live with it. (laughs) Anyway. Sam actually kind of knows what we're doing this week, but he hasn't actually seen it, so it's okay, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, no,
1: you you had to check to make sure I hadn't seen this before, which gave the game away, but I'm still very excited because I have no idea what this is about.
0: That's because it feels like something you would have seen before, because I definitely have seen this before. And it is a Very Merry Muppet Christmas movie from 2002.
1: Is that the full title?
0: <laughs> yeah. Very, very Merry Christmas That's a clunker. You know the Muppets.
1: <laughs> Amazing.
0: <laughs> All right. You ready for this, Sam?
1: I am. So ready, Danielle. I'm ready for some Muppet shenanigans.
0: Perfect. Okay. The movie opens, Sam. Wait, wait, the- did I get a summary? Oh, no, I didn't do a summary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hang on. I'll get you one. Uh, the gift for me, I guess, this one here. Merry, merry, merry Christmas movie.
1: Oh, we're professionals. We're not. <laughs> we're not remotely professionals. Let's
0: see what IMDb says.
1: <laughs> the ones that in summary <laughs> generator.
0: that's a terrible summary. I might go back to that. I might. Let's see what else. Is there anything (laughs) better? (laughs) Probably nothing better than that, because that's pretty generic and it's good.
1: All right. This is all staying in, by the way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I should just give you that little clip.
1: (laughs) This is, I don't know, terrifying what's going on over there, Danielle. I can only imagine.
0: (laughs) No, I'll give you the IMDb one. It tells you nothing. Perfect. Alright. Here is the summary, Sam.
1: Oh. Twas the night before Christmas and the Muppet Theater is in danger of being torn down. But with hilarious send-ups of just about every holiday movie ever made, the Muppets discover that what matters most is their love for each other. And hopefully. Spoiler. Bank- and hopefully a bank bailout to save their theater.
0: <laughs> Alright, you ready? For real? Oh yes, let's Listen. go. Okay. It opens with the town busy with the holidays. There's people everywhere. There's lights everywhere. There's people shopping everywhere. And it, that scene fades into a Muppet holiday party. Kermit arrives to the party, but he's not his usual peppy self. I'm not going to, like, explain their normal personalities. I'm Everybody, I'm just going to assume you've seen some Muppets.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you need a crash course on Muppets and their personalities, YouTube exists. You can find some people who will talk about it for hours. <laughs>
0: Please, go watch some Muppet movies or the old TV show. Like, get yeah. acquainted with the Muppets.
1: Sure, why not? I mean, go for it.
0: <laughs> so Kermit arrives at the party, but like I said, he's not his usual peppy self as he walks through. And Miss Piggy approaches him, letting him know they're under some mistletoe.
1: Ooh, the sexual harassment starts immediately.
0: <laughs> immediately. He's clearly not in the mood, and when she pushes it, he ends up yelling at her to leave him alone. Record scratch, the party stops.
1: <gasps> not Kermit, the one everyone likes?
0: Yeah, everybody loves Kermit. <laughs> They'd all, like, die without Kermit, probably That's literally. Fair.
1: He's the only, like, adult in the room, kind of.
0: <laughs> exactly. Gonzo asks him if something is wrong, and Kermit tells him that they've lost everything. They've lost all the money that was keeping the theater running. How? You'll find out soon on It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas Movie from 2002. <laughs> Great.
1: Thank you, Danielle. I'm pissing I'm you did the teaser in the middle of the episode. <laughs>
0: Little Kermit, I don't know what Little Kermit's name is. It's the littler frog. Do you know what the little frog's name is?
1: Absolutely not.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, there's more than one
1: frog in the Muppets.
0: Yeah, there's like a baby Kermit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Where did that thing come from?
0: He plays in um the uh, what's the other Christmas movie? Um, yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, in Muppet Christmas Carol, he plays. What what was that? Up Muppet Christmas Carol.
1: <laughs> oh, that's what you said.
0: He plays Tiny Tim.
1: Okay. I don't remember call him Tiny Tim. Remember this little frog? Sure.
0: Remember because Miss Piggy and him are together because of the Yeah, I, I remember that Tiny wife, Tim existed have... in the
1: Muppet Christmas Carol. I didn't know he had a name besides Tiny Tim.
0: Yeah, well, he has... It's I don't know what his name is, but I'm going to call him Little Kermit. So Little Kermit <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> him it'll he be like Don't write me. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I just not look Yo, yo, it yo.
1: It's Little Kermit. <laughs> He's here to drop some beats. Yeah, I'd listen to Little Kermit. I mean, me too. (laughs) But someone who has literally zero rapping ability, I'm sure Little Kermit's much better than I am.
0: So Little Kermit's like, don't worry, Kermit, it'll be fine. And they'll just band together and raise the money. And Kermit dejectedly tells him, not this time, Little Kermit, not this time. (laughs)
1: All right, movie over. They lose the theater, and then life goes on. They all find new jobs, and it's fine.
0: Yeah. So, they can't Sam, no. So, they he leaves the okay. theater. He walks outside, and there's some random frog that has its tongue stuck to a pole. And there's another frog, and asks for his there's help. lots of
1: frogs. What's going on in this place?
0: I don't know. And Kermit's like, I can't help you. I'll ruin your life. <laughs> Poor Kermit. He's having a hard time.
1: I mean, I'm not surprised. Always the one to like put on the peppiest face who when they fall, they fall deepest into depression.
0: Yeah, he's getting there. So he walks to the park and he has a seat on a snow covered bench and he starts to cry as the snow falls around him. Meanwhile.
1: So this is the happy, funny Muppets I've heard so much about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, you've seen Muppet movies <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, on a computer screen, David Arquette is looking at Kermit and is very concerned. <laughs> David Arquette. Yeah.
1: Star of such things as... Scream. And? Other
0: things. Other screams. Perfect. (laughs) I've seen him in many things, I just can't think of anything other than Scream.
1: (laughs) I like how your brain immediately goes to horror. Perfect. Well,
0: yeah, well, he's, like, pretty big deal in that movie.
1: Okay, sure, yeah.
0: (laughs) So... Uh, he's like I said. He's looking very concerned about the situation that Kermit's in. Meanwhile, William H. Macy appears as a Ooh. higher up coworker.
1: <laughs> William H. Macy, star of such things as
0: Fargo and um that one TV show he was in forever, perfect. Shameless. Oh, okay, <laughs> what Great. else? He was in. T- I mean, he's in literally everything, Sam. He is I mean, just so pick a movie from the nineties. So yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he in uh, that one with Harrison Ford too? Yeah, Probably. He was. Yep. Anyway. So William H. Macy's playing like his I would say middle manager position. Great. <laughs> and David Arquette, whose name is Daniel or Dan Danielle, it's very confusing. Daniel Arquette. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, tells him that he needs to send someone stat to pull off some Christmas justice for Kermit. And Willie H. Macy is like, come on, you know I can't do that. There are rules and the committee has to are do a thorough investigation. Are these going be like mythical
1: beings, like the, the spirits of Christmas or whatever?
0: These are like angels or something. Yeah, okay. Say.
1: The metaphor is strong.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, we have to do a thorough investigation before sending anyone down there. He's not so much following the rules as he just doesn't want to do it. Willie H. Macy.
1: I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to do it either. That guy sounds like a bummer. <laughs> And by that and, guy, uh, I mean Kermit.
0: And Daniel's like, fine, if you're not going to do your job, then I'm going to do it for you. I'm taking this case to the boss. And Willie H. Is like- boss is not
1: Santa. I'll be very sad. <laughs>
0: This is supposed to be heaven or something, Sam. I know,
1: but I want Sam to be in charge of everything.
0: <laughs> William H. Macy's like, absolutely not. You can't just walk in there. Like, no. And he's like chasing after him. He's like, you can't do that. Uh, Daniel says he doesn't care. Kermit deserves justice. Does justice he? Does what? Kermit deserve justice? Know.
1: What has he done to deserve justice? As <laughs> opposed a to literally person, billions Sam. of other people.
0: He's always a good person, Sam. Is he? Pretty much. I'd say his success rate is like 99%.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, I guess I'll take your word for it on Kermit's likability meter.
0: I feel like I've seen more Muppets than you.
1: That's 100% true, Danielle.
0: (laughs) So, uh, Daniel walks to a very imposing door, and Mozart's Requiem in D minor, I'm pretty sure, is what was playing. (laughs) And I don't know if you know that, but if you heard it, you'd recognize it. Oh, yeah. And he... Okay. And he pushes the doorbell before stars explode and he's sucked into the door. And he this appears... This is a
1: high-budget mother movie.
0: Always. <laughs> he <laughs> appears <laughs> in a field of flowers and is approached by none other than... Do you know who's approached by, Sam?
1: Morgan Freeman?
0: No, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi
1: Goldberg, star of such <laughs> things as...
0: Uh, Ghost. And?
1: Uh, Sister Act. There you go. The what I'm thinking too. Good job. <laughs>
0: And other things.
1: <laughs> Many other things, like Theodore Rex.
0: <laughs> yes, that. The one <laughs> she's most well known for. Daniel <laughs> <laughs> tells Whoopi that he's afraid that Kermit is having a crisis. And Whoopi is like, I don't worry about Kermit. He always does the right thing.
1: Also, who's Kermit and why should I care?
0: No, it's the Whoopi Goldberg's like God or something. Show knows who everybody is. Sam. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> And Daniel's like, no, I think it's real this time. And Whoopi says if he can convince her that Kermit actually needs help, she'll send someone down. Otherwise, he has to convert all her CDs to MP3s. And she has every CD ever made. That's... <laughs> 2002. Well,
1: yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> first, this is very Solomon Gomorrah situation here. You know, if you can find uh, the Old Testament kind of stuff going on. And the punishment, though, is very New Testament, which is hilarious. <laughs>
0: So he pulls up his tablet and rewinds Kermit's life. <laughs>
1: wow. Thank you, Danielle, for the Foley work. Again, everyone out there, Danielle's Foley reel is available <laughs> if you want to hire her.
0: It's terrible. All right. So we get sucked into Kermit's life. We are no longer with Daniel and Whoopi.
1: Oh, I want the Daniel and Whoopi show to go on.
0: <laughs> Aw, you'll get back to him, sort of. I skip a lot of their stuff because it's not important. All right. Kermit is being interviewed by Carson Daly, as one is in 2002. Carson and- <laughs> Daly, star of such things as... The Carson Daly Show. And? <laughs> and that other show on MTV or VH1 or something. <laughs> oh, and he was also in, wasn't he briefly in uh, Josie and the Pussycat?
1: How would I know? I mean, he I've was. seen it, but I don't remember it.
0: Yo, it's a shame you've seen that movie, because that's wild.
1: I know, you you <sighs> basically know. foisted it upon me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was before we did the podcast. I wouldn't have if it was after the podcast. <laughs> yeah, fair. All right. So, Corinne's plugging the Muppet Christmas show at the theater, which is coming up. Uh, Tickets are on sale now. Bye, bye, bye.
1: So, the Muppets in this universe are large enough to warrant an on-TV interview with Carson Daly, but have not sold out their small theater in New York yet.
0: Yeah, somehow. I don't know why they're always, like, they have so many connections, and yet somehow are always struggling.
1: (laughs) That's my point. Like, if you're big (laughs) enough to get on to national TV and talk about your upcoming one night only theater production in New York, you probably have enough word of mouth to fill your theater.
0: Yeah. So it's implied that like they sunk all their money into buying this theater. And so that's kind of where they are right now is they're trying to like, they. it's not so much that they don't think they're going to recoup with ticket sales. They know they're going to, but it's they don't have any money currently.
1: So Kermit did a risky real estate purchase on <laughs> a Manhattan theater. Why are you rooting for this guy? <laughs> I don't know. Okay,
0: great. All right. The camera fades out and you see Kermit and Gonza watching on a TV, at the like behind the scenes of the theater, mentioning that the interview went well, so it was obviously previously filmed. And they are interrupted by Luke Fromage, played by Sam's absolutely favorite actor. Do you know who it is, Sam?
1: Oh, oh, um.
0: I hope you guys say something completely wrong. That'd be hilarious. It's Tim Curry. It is not Tim Curry. That's He's my great, favorite actor. <laughs> well, it's one of your favorite actors. Yeah,
1: it was was Tim Curry?
0: No, it's not Tim Curry. It is Matthew Lillard. Oh, Matthew Lillard, of See, course. you love Matthew Lillard. Store
1: of such things as...
0: Scream. <laughs> <laughs> and, and... Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And Hackers? Snacky yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Tim Curry, Matthew Lillard, oh, all wonderful. And Tim Curry was in the Muppet Treasure Island, so I thought there was precedent.
0: That's true. But no, uh, it's Matthew Lillard playing Luc Fromage. Gonzo has hired him to help with a big musical number in the show. He's French. Uh, he I got that from Cirque the word Soleil. Fromage.
1: <laughs> I guess he's French-Canadian then.
0: <laughs> French-Canadian. He worked for Cirque du Soleil, and they go to the theater to watch the number, which he's choreographed, which is called Cirque du Soleil, <laughs> like Fabric. But it's L A M E, and that just has the accent over the E. And, and Wait, so Kerman's it's not like, Cirque du Salami? No, so, and Kermit's like, I don't think we should have lame up on the sign. And he's like, it's lame, like the fabric.
1: Yeah, I got it
0: great. I love
1: Matthew Lillard. Who doesn't love Matthew Lillard?
0: Anyway, so the whole, like, musical number is very Cirque du Soleil, and everything goes wrong, and Miss Piggy gets stuck in her, like, metal wraparound tree and ends up swinging across the stage, crashing everything down. Perfect. And Gonzo and Fromage, of course, love it, because Gonzo.
1: <laughs> Gonzo is a little freak, and I love him. And Fromage, you think he would want his choreographed piece to go off <laughs> right, though.
0: Well, no, because Kermit's not a fan of it, and fromage tries to explain that it's a metaphor for the winter solstice and the dark side of christmas
1: and so everything going wrong he loves
0: <laughs> yeah so he's like fine with it i guess and kermit's like we want like the joy of christmas not the dark side of christmas and so in a fit from quits and leaves the theater
1: is this the last we'll see at matthew lord yeah sadly oh well then what's the point <laughs>
0: just the Muppets they just have Gambios all over the place I know it's true okay so they're having kind of a little team meeting and Kermit says basically like they're flat broke so yes as we've mentioned earlier they've sunk all their money into this theater and they have to get it all back yeah they have to get it all back with the ticket sales and they're interrupted in their planning sesh by Joan Cusack
1: star of such things as
0: everything (laughs) 1990 to 2003 (laughs) Runaway Bride toys uh,
1: from this very podcast.
0: Yes, yes, she's in many, many a thing.
1: <laughs> All right, good joke, you Zach.
0: She's playing Rachel Bitterman from Bitterman Bank and Development. I guess she's the new owner
1: of the of the theater.
0: No, uh, well, yes, I mean technically the bank owns the theater and she owns the bank. Got so. It. Mr. Bitterman just recently passed away. They just, they find out about it in this conversation.
1: Also, I can't believe you didn't mention the Addams Family values for Joan Cusack.
0: Yeah, I forgot she was in that, to be honest. It's, <laughs> it's a been great a while movie. I know, but it's been a few years since I've seen it.
1: Maybe you have to rectify that with a little holiday spirit, Addams Family values style.
0: <laughs> I should. Watch it with Wednesday.
1: Watch it so, on Wednesday.
0: No, I meant watch it. I know, Danielle. TV show Wednesday, which I would recommend, by the way. It's good. I've heard good things. <laughs> So she tells them that now she's the owner that they have to pay their debt by Christmas Eve. That's the due date of the debt on the theater.
1: That's not how contracts work.
0: Well, apparently that is what's in the contract.
1: What kind of – is Kermit an idiot? What kind (laughs) of contract did he sign? He didn't sign a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage or whatever. He signed (laughs) some crazy contract like, you got to pay in three months.
0: (laughs) Yes. And they explained they had what? a verbal agreement <laughs> they explained that they had a verbal agreement with Mr. Bitterman to pay after the first week of shows. And she's like, Yeah, that's not my problem. It's not on the contract. <laughs> so
1: Kermit, genius kind Kermit, signed a mortgage contract that specified he had to pay back the entirety before they could even stage a single show.
0: I don't know if it's the entirety, but it's like some amount of money that, yes, needs to be paid.
1: Kermit balls on himself. Whoopi is right. This is all his own fault. He deserves (laughs) no help.
0: (laughs) And uh, um, anyway, she's like, this is not my problem. Like, that's what's in the contract. Pay up. Suck it up. Buttercup. Okay. Oh, and they're like, "Fine, we'll pay, we'll get the money." And she's like, "Yeah, when pigs fly." <laughs> like you don't have any money. What are you even talking about?
1: And they're gonna do a pigs fly joke at some point. Yes, they I know it's the No,
0: they do it right then because Miss Piggy ends up flying through the air in her like wrapped around tree, tree thing. thing again. Okay, great.
1: Perfect. And she goes,
0: "For the record, I believe that flying pig to be a coincidence and not a sign from God." <laughs> I love. Honestly,
1: <laughs> right answer.
0: And then Pepe the shrimp. I don't know if yep. you know who Pepe is. Okay. I know Pepe
1: the shrimp. Of course, I don't oh, Pepe we're the shrimp. Sure. The very horny sure. shrimp, yes.
0: Yes. So Pepe the shrimp decides that to go work for her because he, she offers real money. He's and he's lucky. also probably yeah.
1: sexually interested in her if I Absolutely. knew that. Absolutely. He's
0: hitting yeah. on her like crazy.
1: If you are new to the Muppets, <laughs> what we're saying must sound <laughs> horrific.
0: Yeah, there's a Muppet called Pepe, and he's a shrimp.
1: <laughs> a very randy shrimp.
0: All right. So as the team is meeting, they're complaining like Christmas is ruined. It would take a miracle. We're never going to be able to pull this off. And Kermit's like, let's not assume the worst. You know, maybe we'll be okay. Let's do some math and see if we can make enough money in one show to to pay off what we owe. And the answer to this is no. They'd either have to sell an extra like 2,000, it's like nineteen hundred seats or something that they don't have. Or they'd have to defer wages for a year. Wait, wait, um, wait. How
1: could they defer wages for a year if they only have one day's worth of money? Do they does everyone get their paycheck up front for the year?
0: I don't know the answer to that, Sam.
1: <laughs> but boy, does it look like you have the cash on hand like okay, we'll just pay you over the like you get paid in installments over the over the year. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, nonsense. <laughs> Go on.
0: So they decide to tell the staff that they can't pay them.
1: Their choice is <laughs> hey. Everyone or like do an
0: extra show. They could just do one in the afternoon and one in the evening or something. Right.
1: Do a matinee. <laughs> they could literally – if they have enough Star Cloud to go back to Carson Daly or whoever and say, hey, we got another show. Special opened up. Demand was so high. We've opened another show for a limited time. Hurry. Come before the tickets sell out. They would generate more than enough money.
0: Yeah. But nope. None of those uh, solutions <laughs> exist in this world. So their plan
1: is <laughs> to not pay anyone. They all quit and leave and Kermit's left alone.
0: No. Miss Piggy, um, okay. it, well, yeah, I would sort of. Miss Piggy decides that she's not going to do that, so she's trying to sneak out the back of the theater <laughs> Like as Kermit's trying to do his rousing speech, and Kermit catches her, and it demoralizes the casting crew even more. And then Fozzie the Bear does a speech about how they should be ashamed of themselves when Kermit's done so much for them, and everybody decides to, of course, defer their paychecks and, and live on, I don't know, ramen? <laughs> I don't know what they're like.
1: <laughs> what do Muppets eat, if anything? Lint... Are they all going to
0: sleep in the theater? They can't afford their rent now. (laughs) I don't
1: know. Kermit is a villain in this movie, Danielle. He made a risky investment. He didn't read the contract he was signing. The contract was onerous, to say the least. And he didn't plan to, like, have a show up and running in enough time to pay his mortgage off. And now he's taken out of the wages of his workers. He's a villain. He's a (laughs) robber baron villain.
0: Yeah, well, meanwhile... (laughs) Back at Bitterman, Miss Bitterman, Joan Cusack, is quizzing Pepe about their financial situation over at the theater. And Pepe unknowingly reveals that the copy of the contract that he had on him when he went to work for her, because he was out getting permits so that they could, you know, host all the things they needed, is the only copy that exists of the contract.
1: The the contract between... The bank in the theater? Yes. What kind of bank is this? You guys had a copy to the lawyer of the person who represented Kermit. I hope you have a lawyer in this deal.
0: Apparently <laughs> not.
1: No, because he made the worst deal ever. But anyway, they're, they're triplicate, duplicate. There are so many copies of mortgage there's contracts. So many, yeah,
0: so so many, many copies. copies.
1: <laughs> this is, Danielle, this isn't like the old West where you're like, I've got the deeds and now the branch belongs to me. You're like, no.
0: Everything's simpler in a Muppet movie, Sam. <laughs>
1: This is insane. I, I, honestly, like, I can't sympathize with Kermit here because he has made the worst deal in history, and it all of his own choice.
0: So Pepe asks her why she's so interested in the theater, and she pulls off a sheet that's like over a display and shows There's him still a model buried
1: in there or something. <laughs> no,
0: he should know it's even weirder. Okay. she shows him the model of a nightclub she calls Club Dot that is going to take the place of the theater. She's like, I want a nightclub. I want, like, EDM music. I want to be dancing. I want leather. I want hit new people coming in and out.
1: She's an idiot, too. A nightclub would be way less profitable than the theater in New York.
0: <laughs> well, apparently not.
1: Right. Well, what do I know?
0: <laughs> nothing. Nothing. You have no experience with New York whatsoever.
1: Certainly not with theaters or nightclubs in New York. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Back in the theater. They're trying to come up with a new musical number for the opening after, you know, Luke Fermage decided to leave.
1: Aw, oh, bring him back. More Luke Fermage. We want the <laughs> Fermage.
0: <laughs> it's rough, obviously. They suggest, they suggest to Kermit that he should call some of his famous friends and see if one of them could do an opening for the show instead of the musical number. How would that, like...
1: Get the money, though. Like, they still... It's already, they've I already sold out. I think it's
0: supposed out. to be for free. Yeah, but they've
1: already sold out the theater. So it's not like bringing a, a star Music is going to get more tickets.
0: Uh, I don't know if they've sold out the theater yet.
1: Well, my That's, point is, like...
0: Ticket sales are very, like, minimal in the actual story.
1: Didn't they need, like, 2,000 more seats than they had in the theater? Yes. So even if they pack it, it, doesn't make a difference. Maybe get your famous friends to do a second show that you can sell out.
0: Yes. Like, like yes, Sam. Any of these solutions would make more sense. <laughs> I'm
1: just angry at Kermit for putting all his workers into this position where their financial stability is on the line due to his irresponsibility. (laughs) You tell him. I just did.
0: So you cue the montage of him calling every random famous person, and nobody, of course, is willing to come out during the holidays because it is on Christmas Eve. Yeah, duh. So does we do another show on a different day? I know. I don't know why this is so hard for them. <laughs> I'm so angry. Kermit's <laughs> like, "It's okay, guys. Somebody will come through." And then they all push him to go get the somebody that they should still have, which is obviously Miss Piggy. Like She's apparently the star power that they need. <laughs> that was my question:
1: Is Miss Piggy like a massive star in this universe?
0: I mean, it, they act like she is.
1: Also, are the Muppets the only puppet people in this universe? Because that would make their show massive.
0: Um, I don't know the answer to that. There's definitely a lot, of, no, I don't think so, just because there's a lot of like Muppets that wander around the city that you never see in the theater. So I'd have okay. to assume that it's like a mixed population of Muppets and humans. So
1: Muppets are common in this universe, and Miss Piggy is somehow the biggest Muppet star.
0: Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm just trying to understand <laughs> why she is so important.
0: <laughs> she's. A, I don't know, but apparently she's like was the star of the show, and now. But they can't find somebody more famous. They want her back and she's at least star power enough to like that people will be glad they paid for their tickets.
1: All right, fair enough. I mean, I would pay to see Miss Piggy. So, what do I know?
0: All right. So, he walks off. He's going to go find Miss Piggy. Cue the entire cast of Scrubs filming a scene <laughs> where really? there's They're did,
1: did, did doing filming an episode of Scrubs in this movie.
0: Yes. Like the whole the whole cast of Scrubs is there's a walking. crossover with the,
1: with Scrubs in the Muppet Christmas movie.
0: Yeah, so it's the whole cast of Scrubs, Sam. Stars and of
1: such things as
0: um, I don't Scrubs. know what else was Zach Braffin. in. <laughs>
1: Chicken Little for Zach Braff, I guess.
0: He was also in that movie that came out when I was in college. It's like the... It's very uh, indie ish
1: I got nothing on him, so I don't know <laughs> Zach Braff. <laughs> if I saw the title, I'd
0: recognize it. He's in other stuff, Sam. He was in stuff. And so was all the rest of the cast.
1: I know. They're all they're all accomplished actors.
0: Oh, Clueless with Donald Faison. Or
1: also Sabrina the Teenage Witch with Donald Faison.
0: Yes, he was also in that. Anyway, point done. is... <laughs>
1: This is insane, Danielle.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know it's a weird, weird cutover. Why is
1: like was this like a cross promotional thing? Like we'll pay you to put Scrubs in the Muppet movie, or like was the I way around? Assume, around like know. we want to have Scrubs to draw people into the Muppet movie. Like it where told was you the this logic movie here? it. was
0: crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm so I'm baffled.
0: Yeah. Well. Be prepared to continue to be baffled. So the entire cast of Scrubs is standing around a table. They're filming like a coding scene, like the person on the table is coding. And Miss Piggy is- Programming, yes. No, not that kind of coding, like dead heart coding.
1: I I know. Let me have the pun, Danielle.
0: (laughs) And Miss Piggy is supposed to be acting like the dead person. And she's definitely like, as soon as the scene is like mostly over, she's like, I'm alive. And they're like, no, you're not. they're like, I'm alive. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, Miss Biggie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Gotta be the the big attention grabber.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So the cast isn't happy because she's ruining the scene. And Kermit shows up in the middle of it and is trying to get her to come back. Like, we need you on set. Please come back. And she initially refuses, but she gets fired in the middle of that whole conversation because she's terrible and (laughs) decides like, well, then fine, I will go with him.
1: Okay. So let me understand this movie's structure. Miss Piggy is a big enough star that you will bring in the crowds at the Muppet Theater. But she is not a big enough star that you can't get more than playing a dead body in a TV show cameo. I
0: mean, to be fair, I don't know. Maybe she had a whole like story Art before that. Before that? Okay. Yeah, like maybe, maybe she was a main character in that episode until she got fired.
1: Oh, okay. You know what? That's true. I don't know if she had, like, a whole thing before she died and they had to, like, tearfully say goodbye to Miss Piggy.
0: Exactly. All we see is the coding scene. We don't know. We don't know how important Miss Piggy was to the Scrubs episode. That, unfortunately, does not exist in real yeah, life. I want to see that
1: Scrubs episode so bad. I wish they had, like, done an episode of Scrubs to tie into the movie with Miss Piggy. Which, like, just, like would have been normally. very
0: Scrubs-like. Like, they could have pulled that off.
1: Yeah, they do all kinds of weird fantasy stuff in that show.
0: Yeah, you could easily have had somebody get their, hit their head or something and had a whole Muppet thing.
1: Or, like, a, as a coping mechanism,
0: exactly. uh,
1: J.D. has, like, he imagined it would be Muppets, who so has to deal with the horror of death.
0: Something. <laughs> that's exactly the thought that would
1: happen. <laughs> yeah, right? He would have been Muppets so he could process his, his <laughs> emotions that way. And then at the end, he had like, a little speech in his head about how now he can handle it and he's come to terms with everything. Everyone turns back into people.
0: Exactly. Wow. I just wrote a Scrubs
1: episode. <laughs> We're not too late. It was a real good episode, though. <laughs> I, mean, I can't episode. believe
0: that didn't carry over to Scrub. I'm upset about it now. <laughs> there
1: could have been some, like, was a synergy with, with this movie.
0: All right. Anyway, so Miss Piggy goes back with Kermit. Uh,
1: whoever, like, made Scrub. Was it WB? I don't know who made Scrubs. Call me Fox. Whatever.
0: <laughs> Special episode. Reunion. Back- Bitterman's office. Pepe is role playing in Bitterman's seat and she unexpectedly returns. And he hides beneath the desk and he overhears her talking to her assistant about a plot to change the contract from a deadline of midnight on Christmas Eve to 6 p.m. in case Why? they can somehow come up with the money. To, like, throw them off because she knows that they have their show on Christmas Eve. So if they're waiting after the show to deliver the money, it'll be past 6 p.m.
1: Okay, first thing. What kind of contract has a deadline of midnight in a I don't know because there's no world? banks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, I thought of that they later that, like, there's 4 a scene PM. later.
1: We're going to stay up to midnight to receive your money.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's a scene later where I was like, what?
1: <laughs> All right. And two, she owns apparently a very large bank so if they pay her she can use that money to buy another piece of real estate and still have her club
0: yeah she's obsessed and there's like never any real good like background on why she hates the puppets as much as she does
1: or why she needs this particular theater as opposed to literally any other property in new york where there are i'm sure dozens of places she could buy
0: exactly anyway pepe Pepe,
1: here's all this (laughs)
0: Yeah, Pepe hears all this. Pepe realizes what he's done and he decides he has to warn Kermit. But the assistant was like spinning in the chair while he was talking and he gets really dizzy and he ends up knocking himself unconscious as he's trying to leave the office after they go.
1: Yay, Pepe. He is the hero we need.
0: that night. The show is on, and it looks like they've made enough money with ticket sales to pay back the debt. Yay! So they
1: have the money, so they can just give it to her now. It's not even 6 p.m. They're fine.
0: Well, yeah, but the show is literally about to start. Something's Apparently more important. Apparently they don't have, like, a single person that can go pay They don't have, like, a money. PA,
1: or you know, a grip, or something they can send to the bank on just a, a, a five-minute errand, a, a yeah, stage Yeah, I hand. think they're just
0: thinking, like, oh, we'll have enough time after the show. We'll just walk it over after the show. Which Urban I would do. No, as soon as I had the money, it would be like at the door.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'd be like, we got to pay this off. It is done. Kermit is irresponsible. Like, what if you get lost when well, the bank is closed because banks close at 4 p.m. and midnight's <laughs> a stupid time to deliver money.
0: All right, anyway. Pepe Kermit arrives. deserves this. <laughs> Pepe arrives right at the start of the show and is like, I have to tell you something. But of course, before he can get through with his story, he's accidentally carried off by some of the crew.
1: Oh, the Muppets are so wacky.
0: I know. And then everybody's like, Kermit, you're on. And so he like runs off the stage to do his, you know, announcement like he always does at the beginning of shows. And in the least child-friendly choice... The opening Uh-oh. the opening is a play on Moulin Rouge called The Moulin Scrooge. Oh,
1: oh no. <laughs> and
0: it's a masterpiece. It's so good. I would highly recommend Ten Minutes of Your Life watching the opening of that show.
1: Is it Miss they- Piggy as the sexy prostitute slash dancer?
0: Yes, and then the chickens seem to play the backup sex workers.
1: <laughs> well, they are Gonzo's <laughs> little harem, so sure, why not? <laughs>
0: They're like dancing on the stage, singing inappropriate songs in French. Pepe keeps repeatedly trying to interrupt the number, but I can't quite seem to make it. You know, across the stage. Is
1: Kermit in this number? He can just talk to Kermit.
0: Yeah, he's in the number. Oh, Kermit o- opens it, and then he like joins the number, and he plays the like love, lore and guy who shows up on the Moulin sure. Rouge, and then Piggy comes down and is like, oh, I drink this beverage, you know, <laughs> like the whole thing. Okay, they okay, do, okay. Like, they do why doesn't Pepe just
1: wait for the number to end? And he can catch Kermit backstage.
0: I think he's worried because it's like six o'clock is very quickly approaching, like minutes away. All right. Kermit finally gets off the stage, and Pepe is able to get to him and tell him about the payment. So Kermit plans to go to Bitterman's office, and instead, uh, they're interrupted by Fozzie, who offers to go do it instead, because it's kind of chaos behind the scenes, and they're in the middle of the show, and Kermit should stay behind, because he's the only, you know, calm person. But presence. Fozzie's
1: at least he spots oh, shenanigans are coming.
0: <laughs> and he's like, I promise, I'll put it, I'll get it there, I promise.
1: Also, when did Pepe get elevated to a main character status in The Muppets?
0: I don't know, but he is in this, in this story. And it's weird because Rizzo the rat's kind of like this weird background character, which is unusual.
1: Yeah, no, that is weird. I mean, again, this is your first time here with the Muppets,
0: I'm sorry. There was a really funny joke earlier with Rizzo, though. I didn't say it, but where is it? You
1: don't need to tell me every joke in the movie,
0: Danielle. No, but it was funny because he's got this like red nose for some reason. And is like, oh, we could, you know, have Rizzo play something completely unrelated and kermit's like oh i thought you were gonna go with rizzo with red-nosed rat deer (laughs) why that tickled me
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay i guess you had to be there
0: All right. So Fozzie leaves with the money and he is stopped for reasons by like a reality TV show Australian animal person that's kind of like Steve Irwin, but I don't think okay. it's Steve Irwin <laughs> who tries to trank him since he's a bear in the city. And he runs away. Wait, wait, wait for it. Muppet or I puppet people know, are common Sam.
1: in this universe. This Why is this guy makes like.
0: N- no sense.
1: <laughs> that's assault. That is like you are assaulting a citizen of this country this city this world that's like and that brings up a lot of questions to me about like animals is like are they vegetarian because like if animals can talk
0: yeah I don't know the answer to that at all and there are even like multiple bears because there's at least one other bear that looks more like an actual Bearish. bear yeah, yeah. and he, like he's in his hat and clothes and like obviously not a wild bear in the city I like, I don't know All right, okay,
1: sure. Steve Irwin wannabe Tranks Fozzie.
0: So he runs for it. Fozzie runs for it and ends up running into a Santa, and their bags get crossed, of course. He drops his and picks up Santa's little green bag. Oh. Now you know, and shenanigans ensue. I'm not going to go through the entire scene. It's like a 10 minute scene.
1: (laughs) I don't need the entire Muppet shenanigans. I get it. (laughs) I've seen Muppet movies. (laughs)
0: So he finally makes it to Bitterman's, and then she tries to stop him with a laser system that's installed in the hallway what? for What? No! Fun. <laughs> and it burns him when he walks through it. It's like an actual laser, like, burning laser system. Wait,
1: wait, is this Christmas Eve?
0: Yeah, it's Christmas Eve.
1: None of this makes sense, because... The bank is closed. Nothing's going to happen, like, until after the holidays, right? This is what they call them, bank holidays, to begin with.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, I don't know. She's in her office on Christmas Eve.
1: All they got to do is, like, postmark the check or whatever, the or whatever wire transfer, as long as it's been dated properly. When it clears on the next business day, they're kosher.
0: Yeah, well, okay, that's, like, logical thinking, Sam, but we're in Muppet World thinking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, so he's got to yeah. get
0: the literal bag of money to Bitterman's office. They by, have a bag so of cash. Midnight.
1: Everyone paid for this show with cash, not like as credit far, cards.
0: Yeah, as far as I can tell.
1: Wild. <laughs>
0: it's a literal bag of cash that had money signs on it.
1: I guess everyone just has to throw cash in a Muppet. I don't understand this universe, Daniel. <laughs>
0: All right, so he finally runs through the laser system, getting all burnt up, but it doesn't matter because the money is not in the bag. It's oh, presents or whatever. poor Fozzie. It's actually just like some oranges and some like, not trash, but like stuffing, you know, kind of like- Okay, so it's just to bulk the
1: bag out? Yeah.
0: Poor Fozzie. He tried poor so Fozzie. hard. He, he,
1: he was went the through a lot. person. <laughs> he was. Kermit makes the wrong choice every time. They should have just hired a company to like deliver it. What about that like lame stage manager guy that everyone hates? Scooter? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, boy! <for> Scooter. <laughs> yeah, Scooter probably it. would
1: have made it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he was there. He was stage managing, Sam.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like, what's more important? Can Kermit like call the cues for a few minutes on the queue sheet or, you know, are they going to lose the theater?
0: Yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah. All right, it's now 8 p.m. back at the theater, and they're having their holiday post-show party when Kermit realizes the time and heads out to go look for Fozzie, because he's like, that's weird, he's not back.
1: And Fozzie is dead.
0: (laughs) No, but they do have a very sad scene outside um, where Kermit realizes Fozzie wasn't able to make it, but... Kermit decides to go in search of the money to see if they can find it. Like maybe there's still a way to pull it off.
1: So Kermit, the businessman that he is, instead of writing a check to the bank, put literal cash in a sack to deliver to the bank. Yes and that cash gets lost, as cash is want to do, and he has no way of legally recovering it
0: hundred percent happened. Kermit
1: is a terrible business owner. He, he's <laughs> well, the worst. Nobody said he was
0: good at business owning, Sam. I <laughs> just thought he was a nice person, supposedly. Nice doesn't pay the he, bills. <laughs> except when he takes away everybody's pay.
1: Look, being nice is great, but you also got to be responsible. You have people who depend on you for your livelihood, and you're being this reckless?
0: Well, that's what he's he He's not into, a good that's, person. That's why he gets into his funk, Sam. You haven't even let him get into his funk yet. He's just about to.
1: Yeah, but they're going to redeem him afterwards and say, it's okay, Kermit, you're still the best. Like, no, he deserves everything. <laughs>
0: All right. Anyway, they are looking uh, for the money. I'm kermit
1: in this, in this movie. <laughs> I know.
0: It's rough. You guys, I hope we don't get like hate mail. We're sorry. I love Kermit.
1: <laughs> Look, I think Kermit is a perfectly nice person, but clearly he's a terrible business owner. And if he had any actual care <laughs> for his employees, he would step down and put someone competent in charge okay, of the I finances. I
0: necessarily disagree with that. But.
1: So therefore, he's being selfish because he just wants power. <laughs> <laughs>
0: more kermit (laughs) Uh, harsh claims okay so kermit goes to visit bitterman trying to like talk her into giving them more time and she tells him that absolutely not because she's she you are you are miss bitterman she's like dreams ruin lives (laughs) you can't pay the bills with dreams kermit (laughs) I'm not Miss Bitterman. I think dreams
1: are great. I'm just saying, if you want to have employees and be responsible for the livelihood of your staff, that people you care about or who are your friends, you're going to either like put some effort into learning how to run a business or hire someone to do it right.
0: <laughs> well, I don't like it. Again, you never get any background on Miss Bitterman, but it seems like she has a real problem with like people Kermit. going after. Well, yeah, and also maybe Muppets and also just people going after like things that they want. Which is
1: ironic because she's going after what she wants, which is a a dance club.
0: Yeah. Uh, She tells Kermit not to let the whole event ruin the holidays because, geez, Kermit, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I love her as an evil person. Joan Gizak, she's great.
1: I think Miss Bitterman is probably the character I understand the most because she has no backstory. And therefore, (laughs) I can just assume she makes sense in some way.
0: I mean, technically, she's not wrong.
1: Yeah, right? I guess. Here's the thing that's wild to me. She's not the one who wrote the onerous contract, right? It was the previous guy who seemed to be presumably on good terms with Kermit. Uh-huh. Because they had a handshake agreement to like do this whole thing. So why did this presumably nicer person write such a terrible, evil, possibly <laughs> illegal contract?
0: I don't know, Sam. I didn't really think of the contract that hard. <laughs>
1: I am all about the contract. The contract <laughs> to me is the crux of this whole movie.
0: I mean, technically it is. I want the
1: lawyer to get involved and explain this contract to me because I am desperate to know what's in it. Because what did Kermit sign? What did he just like <laughs> – I feel like he's – like if those are like a terms of service for like a, a software problem. He like, just clicked the box. Like, he just signed this thing. Didn't even look at it.
0: It's possible.
1: There could be anything in there. And I want to know.
0: All right. So he leaves – Miss Bitterman's office, and cue the opening scene where Kermit's telling everyone they're doomed and that he's ruined everybody's life with his ridiculous dreams.
1: Not his dreams. His dreams didn't ruin anyone's life. His irresponsibility (laughs) and refusal to to accept his shortcomings did.
0: I think it's his... uh, I think what he's implying is that the not being able to realize his dreams, like not, it's it's the same thing you're saying. It's not like putting in the effort to actually make his dream a reality.
1: No, his his problem was his ability to write a check. That's his biggest
0: problem. (laughs) Right. But that's part of like, that's part of making your dream a reality is like putting the money in or putting the effort in or putting the whatever in.
1: Okay, sure. I mean, we're we're, we're splitting hairs here or frog legs or whatever.
0: Always. Cut back to Whoopi and Daniel. Whoopi agrees- Oh, I forgot they
1: existed. <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs> Whoopi agrees to send an agent down to help, but decides, <laughs> of course, because she feels bad for Kermit. You're like you're supposed to be empathetic, Sam. You're the only one who's not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Daniel. I mean, I feel bad for Kermit, but I also feel like it wasn't like he was taking advantage of, I mean, yes, Bitterman did change the contract in a completely unfair way. But even if it had gotten to midnight, he still lost the sack of money. Like, he wasn't going to be able to pay her.
0: Well, maybe Whoopi wants to, like, help out the rest of the Muppets from Kermit's terrible mistake.
1: (laughs) That I'll believe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So she agrees to send Agent down, but she decides, of course, that Daniel has to do it. Of course. And he's like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. I'm a numbers guy. Like, I'm not. I shouldn't. Don't don't send me down there. (laughs) Not my not my jam, yeah, but Whoopi, but Whoopi has faith in him, and poof, he catapults onto earth and finds he finds Kermit and defrosts him with a portable hair dryer for reasons. I don't know, he's frozen on the snow bench, you might remember,
1: oh so he's dead,
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or was one of those frogs that like hibernate when they freeze,
0: yeah, I think he was hibernating, okay, sure, <laughs> so Daniel's like, I'm here to help you get the theater back, and Kermit is neither enthusiastic nor believing of him. <laughs> reasonable so kermit has clearly hit rock bottom and he yells at daniel that he wishes he'd never been born and daniel is like oh i know daniel's like oh man why did you say that and apparently according to his guide that he was supplied with which is like a dummy's guide is now
1: mandatory to show him it's a wonderful life type scenario
0: absolutely if a person requests that they have to make it happen you
1: know daniel i've said that a million times and so far it has never happened to me
0: Yeah, but you don't have like a guardian, Daniel, David Arquette. And why not? Am I not worthy? <laughs> maybe you need to. Maybe you need to invest in a New York theater and then not pay the bills.
1: <laughs> <See what laughs> okay, happens. I'll get right on that. <laughs> Nothing bad can come of that.
0: Poof! Now Kermit is sitting in a mall instead of in a park. Surrounding him is the Bitterman Plaza and Mall. The park is completely gone.
1: That's not how parks work.
0: Okay. Well, it's magic, Sam.
1: I, I'm assuming it's a public park. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I guess. Maybe not. Well, apparently it's turned into a plaza. (laughs) (laughs) It's all cement and uh, there's like a mall surrounding it. The park's completely gone and Kerbit's really freaked out. And he, uh, almost immediately, he overhears Gonzo talking. So he heads in that direction.
1: And Gonzo's going to expose exactly how this game all came to pass.
0: No. Gonzo is a street performer. (laughs) (laughs) And no, Daniel kind of goes like, well, you know, she owns a lot of banks and things and daniel just explains that she has a lot of money and she bought a lot of property
1: it's not like we have people who own a lot of banks in this universe and yes we have no parks left it's true they bought all the parks <laughs> parks are gone
0: <laughs> she's evil though sam you know this you, you don't think the ceos
1: of our current banks are evil daniel okay
0: they're evil in a different way though they're not like i'm gonna take away all the parks way <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> if, if there was money you know they would
0: yeah, they'd take away park if they could make more money.
1: Yeah, they try, but they can't. The laws because are parks different
0: around public. the parks. <laughs> <laughs> You're overthinking this. Oh, you think? <laughs> so Gonza's a street performer in this, in this reality. So as with all of these stories, we have to remember that this is a real reality, right? This is like, what would have happened if Kermit had not been born? So this is like a bubble reality.
1: Uh-huh. That's I think it's pop. important to
0: remember that for the rest of the story, okay? Like, this is real. This isn't just like some imaginary thing.
1: <laughs> Why is it? How do we know it's not imaginary?
0: I mean, it's imaginary in that, I mean... He's living, he was never born, and now he's living in a world where he was never born. But it's like, technically, this is what all these characters would have done had Kermit not been around, right?
1: Sure. Okay.
0: So I'm just, I'm making, I'm just, you'll find out. I'm so, so,
1: (laughs) I I, I am on tenterhooks.
0: So Gonzo is a street performer and is upset that Kermit chases away his only, like, customer that day that would look like they might put some money in his hat. And Gonzo, of course, doesn't recognize him.
1: Because he's ever been born.
0: Right. And as they're standing there uh, chatting, he on TV, there's like TVs in one of the mall windows. Rizzo is on Fear Factor, but he's like not the contestant on Fear Factor. He's like the rat someone has to eat on Fear Factor.
1: So I'm sorry, I I don't know if I blacked out for a second or what, <laughs> but Donald's a street performer and he's performing in front of a wall of TVs or something and they see Rizzo about to be eaten on Fear Factor.
0: Absolutely. You got
1: uh it. again, this universe they're they're sentient beings, right, the muppets. Yeah. And they're not, like, weird anomalies in this universe. I mean, Gonzo is like an alien or something, but that's a whole other thing. But you can't
0: eat people on TV. Well, <laughs> that's what's happening. It's what happens when Kermit's not around, Sam.
1: The laws of the universe. All right, whatever. Let's go. Sure.
0: <laughs> so he hears music and heads off, thinking it's the band, you know, the classic Muppets band.
1: Oh, yeah. Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem.
0: Exactly. Instead, they're all <laughs> river dancers now.
1: <laughs> How is that worse? That sounds amazing. <laughs>
0: And also, apparently, frogs are like the new fried chicken, because there's just, like, frog restaurants abounding.
1: This is insane. (laughs) How does one person – like, frogs aren't sentient in this universe, and there's still not frog restaurants everywhere.
0: Yeah, it makes you wonder if if somehow Kermit was in charge of, like, Muppets' rights that we didn't realize. <laughs> and now they're, like, not considered, like, fully sentient. In the- yeah,
1: but even if that's true, why would there suddenly be frog restaurants? Like, it's not like we don't have anyone advocating for Muppet rights or frog rights in the East Universe. And there I don't know. No- maybe
0: maybe people are less likely to eat frogs because there's, like, a talking frog on their TV set.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't mean, like, as soon as there's not, they're going to be 10 million. Like, everyone's oh, gotta eat frogs. All so I want to eat are <laughs> frogs now.
0: I don't know, Sam. It's just, you know... A funny haha when he looks at the.
1: This universe menus. is insane and horrifying.
0: <laughs> and remember, it's supposed to be real, so <laughs> it gets worse. Okay. In the place of the theater is Club Dot, of course. She's yeah, taking it over. So they enter the club, and the bouncer is like a leather strapped Professor Honeydew.
1: <laughs> so we have another Daddy Honeydew.
0: <laughs> and Where's <he> Baker? Walks- <laughs> We'll get there. So he walks in and there's like everybody's dancing and drinking and everything and they do a camera pan up to like the cage that's behind Kermit is and Bigger
1: go go dancing. No,
0: Scooter is in the cage dancing, go. but he's dressed in like a crop top and booty shorts with like glow in the dark necklaces and bracelets on and he's like gyrating.
1: I'm not okay with this. The sexualization <laughs> of the Muppets is not a good look. <laughs>
0: it's a kid's movie i mean it's an adult movie because weapons are very adulty but it's like an adult kid's
1: movie (laughs) i got it no
0: it's the best scene in the entire movie besides the opening of moulin rouge um (laughs) and then kermit sees miss betterman at the bar getting a drink and berating you know some of the weapons that work there and he runs up and he starts to tell her off and she ends up of course calling security yeah
1: who is this random frog let's eat him
0: (laughs) yeah and she calls security who is beaker and as Kermit puts it, you're all swollen. He's like super pumped. <laughs>
1: so you got you got a jacked beaker and a leather daddy honeydew,
0: <laughs> and a gyrating like booty short crop top scooter.
1: I <laughs> uh, no, uh, That's. I mean, scooter's living his best life. That's fine. I just want to know the power couple. That is. That is. <laughs> that is leather daddy honeydew and buff beaker. That sounds so like good. the couple that would absolutely rule the scene in any club.
0: Oh God, it's so good. <laughs> That scene is wild. It is like the wildest four minutes of television ever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds amazing.
0: Uh, So Beaker throws him out into the back alley and they're approached by Fozzie, who like sees him get thrown out. And he comes over and he helps them up and is like, oh, you know, Merry Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. Always help a stranger, etc. And then he kind of like laughs weirdly and runs away. And Kermit's like, well, that was kind of weird, but, you know, he's basically the same. (laughs) And Daniel points out that Fozzie pickpocketed them. Yeah, I got and, it. <laughs> which is impressive because, as Daniel says, Kermit doesn't even have pockets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, and because Fozzie's incompetent at everything.
0: <laughs> That's great. And Daniel tells him that there's another person that he has to see, which of is course is Ms. Piggy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Is she about to be eating out a luau?
0: <laughs> no, she's, uh lives in a rundown apartment. He goes and knocks on her door and she opens her door and falls, of course, in insta-love with him through the door. That's not cool. and he she invites him in when he says he's like oh you know we knew each other before and she's like oh oh sure yeah as soon as she has ins love with him she's like yeah of course i kind of remember that come on in and so she kind of just goes with it and he comes into the house and our house is filled with cats there's just like a dozen cats in there
1: (laughs) that's mean cats are great
0: and they are great And it seems pretty cozy, house other than the like millions of cats. So she tells him that she's still doing a lot of acting, and the phone rings as she's talking, and she picks it up and she's pretending to be a phone psychic. (laughs) She's like this Jamaican accent that she's using.
1: Oh, that's not a good look. It's
0: not, but he's like, that's not acting.
1: (laughs) I mean, it is absolutely, and also pretty lucrative from until the class action lawsuits start.
0: So he invites her to dinner. He's like, let me take you out to eat. And she's like, no, you know, I can't do that because it's Christmas Eve and I have to wrap Mr. Meow Meow's present and I'm not pretty enough to go out and I really should just stay home. And he's like, no, that's nonsense. You know, you've got more talent and beauty than anyone I know. Aww. I know. Miss Piggy's touched, but in her usual fashion, she gets kind of worked up and ends up throwing him out. <laughs>
1: she's a, she doesn't know how to love herself.
0: No, she doesn't. Poor Miss Piggy.
1: Poor Miss Piggy. The real villain, as always, is Kermit.
0: Yeah. So Kermit leaves me apart. <laughs> and goes in search of Daniel, but can't find him anywhere. Oh no! Oh no! So Kermit starts to panic and he's like yelling through the town as he walks. And he's like, I want my life back! Please, Daniel, come back! Where are you? This is terrible. But he quiets down as he overhears Gonzo playing guitar and singing on the Mall Plaza bench.
1: The great Gonzo, always there with a happy jaunty tune.
0: Yeah, it's not that happy because the song is about how he doesn't belong and how lonely he is. And I'm pretty sure it's called oh. The Most Miserable Christmas of My Life because that's one of the lyrics <laughs> over and over again. Amazing.
1: A little, a little on the nose, but I love it.
0: And Kermit walks up and he's like, oh, don't give up. You just haven't found the right audience. And Kermit joins in and on the song, clearly making it a much happier version. And it's a song about how he wishes he could go back and take a second chance. If he had his friends and family, he'd have the most wonderful Christmas of his life because everyone matters. Because, you know, okay.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Sure. Fine.
0: <laughs> the heavy-handed message. So good news. Looks like Kermit found his Christmas spirit. <laughs>
1: Yay, I guess. Yay. Can he go back to his own timeline and somehow unscrew the contract he he messed up?
0: Um, We'll find out. So Daniel <laughs> shows up after Gonzo leaves for the night and he tells Kermit that he's sorry he couldn't help him save the theater. And Kermit's like, that's fine. Friends are more important. And you know, I've learned a valuable mm. lesson, etc. He's like, I want to go back. Can I go back? Like, I want to restart my life. I've learned, you know, I've learned what I need to learn here. And Daniel admits that he has absolutely no idea how to get him back to his timeline. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow, this universe is run about as badly as Kermit's theater business. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Kermit starts yelling. He's like, I wish that I never wished that I'd never been born. <laughs> like, that's, a like, good, that's a good <laughs> strategy. It's a great <laughs> yeah. strategy. So as he's like yelling and doing his like wavy hand thing that he does, like freaking out. Yeah. A toy phone rings that's under the Christmas tree nearby and Daniel answers it. And I'm assuming it's whoopee, you don't really hear the conversation. Well, it's like the other end of the conversation.
1: It's got to be Whoopi.
0: And Daniel hangs up and tells him that he can send him back. It's a little weird, but he can do it. And Kermit's like, whatever. And then I don't know what the thought process was behind this, but Daniel spits on him and it sends him back.
1: <laughs> this movie is weirdly sexual.
0: <laughs> Isn't it weird?
1: I do not like this.
0: <laughs> it's funny.
1: <laughs> oh gosh
0: all right Kermit is very excited that he's back in his own timeline and he asks if there's anything he can do for Daniel and Daniel's like well just you know if you could fill out the customer satisfaction survey I'd really appreciate it
1: <laughs> Get back to wow this universe is terrible <laughs> even when you die <laughs> to escape from that stuff
0: I know so Kermit runs off, ecstatic to see the theater again, and runs runs inside yelling that he's back. And like they're like, okay, you've been gone like five minutes, but sure. One of the Muppets mutters that it seems like he's been drinking a little too much of the eggnog. <laughs> I like this scene, made me laugh. Kermit runs back into the shot he's yelling, and he yells, All I've drank is a shot of reality and a big glass of appreciation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kermit is kind of the worst.
0: <laughs> Love it. I laughed so hard. <laughs>
1: Oh, I can tell.
0: (laughs) That's a really good line. (laughs) <laughs> and they're like, okay. So he goes around hugging all of his friends and he asks Miss Piggy if she still has her mistletoe. And then she's like, oh, what? No, I don't. What are you talking about? And then he's like, it doesn't matter. I'm green anyway. And I don't need the mistletoe. And then he like jumps Ew. on her and starts making out with her. yeah, In front of your employees? <laughs> it's pretty funny though, because he like, you know, makes out with her. He runs off and she's like, did anybody else see that?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my God. <laughs> That's really pretty funny. So he finds Fozzie kind of curled up in the corner, feeling pretty bad about everything. And he and Kermit hug it out. And he's giving this speech to the crew about how the theater is not important their friendship is. When yeah, but Bitterman, we need to eat. <laughs> yeah, when Bitterman walks in and tells them to get out. Get out of here. And so Miss Picky, of course, doesn't put up with that nonsense. And she walks straight up to her and starts getting into a... They get into a martial arts fight. <laughs>
1: Sure, yeah, because Miss Piggy's a karate master, if I remember correctly.
0: Yes, of course, and apparently Junkie Zack is too. Well, um, I knew and, that. <laughs> and they do this scene where you see them, like, their mouths moving – And then it's obviously dubbed over with a line. So it's like classic old...
1: Kung fu movie.
0: movies, yeah. (laughs) And they get into this big martial arts fight. And then Kermit, of course, like, runs into the middle of them breaking it up. And Kermit says, Miss Bitterman may take their theater, but she can't take the theater in their hearts.
1: And she's like, I can try.
0: (laughs) No. She goes, that's good. Because I'm glad about that because I don't want the theater in your hearts.
1: (laughs) That's also true. Like, it's not worth anything. (laughs)
0: I want this theater. <laughs> so I don't care. <laughs> and uh, as they're like having this big discussion and Pepe ends up walking in and he's humming to himself, interrupting their argument. Pepe tells him that he took the money he got from working for her and he applied for a permit to make the theater a historical landmark, and it finally went through. That was fast. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and so, yay, he saved the theater, I guess. And Why? Was, I
1: mean, she still owns it. Owns she just can't it. turn into I a nightclub. Sam,
0: I don't know. I, what my I notes say, I don't know. So, Miss Bitterman storms off, and it seems to imply that they get to keep their theater. Even and though he
1: still lost all the money they made from the show, which is now with some random Santa Claus who's probably very happy.
0: Yeah, they show a clip of him going, This is our best year yet.
1: <laughs> Great. <laughs>
0: And then like this bear thing comes in. It's like the one that looks like a real bear. And it comes in and tells them that they're singing Christmas carols out front if everybody wants to join in. And they all go out and sing Christmas carols. I don't see how that solves any of their problems.
1: (laughs) It does not. They're still losing the theater. It's still owned by Bitterman. Even if she can't turn into a nightclub.
0: Well, they do say at one point, like you can make is you know more money if you just let us sell our you know do our shows here. You could invest in us instead, which is true. Probably would make yeah, more money.
1: Maybe oh, they could put a competent theater company in the theater. That's true,
0: but they do bring in the crowds. Apparently, you honestly, I would see them. That. That's true. The end. Wow, um,
1: <laughs> that's a movie that exists.
0: That sounds oh, like
1: a, a a wild 90 minutes or whatever.
0: <laughs> it's fabulous.
1: Amazing, Daniel. Thank you for sharing that with me. I'm not sure I learned anything, like any moral lesson from that movie, as it was implied, but it sounds like it had a lot of strong sexual undertones that are very <laughs> uncomfortable, which will make the whole family uncomfortable during Christmas.
0: Yeah, you can't unsee the club scene, and I would highly recommend watching it, because you do want it to live rent free in your head. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I kind of want to watch worth this movie it. now, Daniel. You've convinced me.
0: <laughs> Moulin Rouge and that club scene are just worth the 90 minutes of your life.
1: You you know what? I'm I am utterly convinced now. Well, well done, Danielle.
0: It is uh, not available on Disney+. Plus. I guess they didn't think it was family-friendly enough, but...
1: <laughs> There's <have> all <laughs> kinds of weird stuff on there. It's definitely not that reason. Uh,
0: but it is available on Internet Archive, so... Perfect.
1: I... Oh, I'm sure we can find copies of it somewhere. Well, thank you, Danielle, for our first Book Retour Twitter Bazaar episode of the year. You definitely fulfilled the brief of Bazaar.
0: Yes. Yes, I did. I was so <laughs> proud of myself. Such a good movie. <laughs>
1: It sounds amazing. I, you know, it, and the more you think about, it, the crazier it gets.
0: <laughs> it's no good.
1: I really still want to spin off with Leather Daddy Bunsen and Buff Beaker to have like a queer eye spin off kind of thing. Yeah, like I wish them. they had
0: spent more time together in the, in the club.
1: Yeah, I want them doing, like, makeovers or whatever. I want to see them having, like, or a home decor show or something. I, I don't know. I just want to see them on TV doing their thing.
0: Yeah, I feel like their life could have been, like, different than the club scene.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, like, they work with the club, but that's not their life, you know? They have a whole thing going on. They clearly have something going on.
0: <laughs> Maybe they just met in this universe. Ooh, we can, like, it's like a
1: dating show then. I'd watch that. Yeah, who, would, who wouldn't see other dating? Daddy Bunsen and, and, and Buff Beak are going on their, like, first awkward dates.
0: <laughs> anyway, worth a watch, everybody. It's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie.
1: <laughs> uh, Maybe screen it before showing it to your kids, apparently.
0: I don't. I think it's that kind of humor, as with most Muppet movies, or all Muppet movies, where, like, kids don't really get why a lot of that's inappropriate. <laughs>
1: okay. That makes it okay.
0: <laughs> I mean... Think of the things you watched as a kid, Sam. You're fine.
1: Am I, Danielle? I mean, look how I turned out. I thought <laughs> you had an endorsement.
0: <laughs> We're fine, everybody. We're fine.
1: <laughs> well, if you want to invest in Danielle and my struggling theater business in New York, <laughs> that I definitely won't embezzle all the money or lose it, you can do so at bookretorch.com.
0: We would love to have the Muppets available to be in our theater production. So feel free to donate. Oh, please. Oh, <laughs> please. See if we can call them up and get them on the show.
1: Also, you can send us just more money even at our Patreon at bookretorts.com slash Patreon.
0: And you can message us at at bookretorts on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook.
1: (laughs) And until next time, just write a check. Just write a freaking check to the bank. Save yourself some trouble.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Cheese hermit, (laughs) cheese.
1: Until then, bye. Take care, everybody. Danielle, if you were a Muppet, what Muppet would you be?
0: Um, great question, Sam.
1: Is it? (laughs) It feels like my question in a dorm room at like two in the morning.
0: (laughs) Is it the one that I feel like I'm like most like or which which one I would want to be? I mean, who are you? Who is Danielle the Muppet? I don't know. I mean, I don't think Danielle the Muppet exists, but.
1: All right. Well, thank you for winning the game. Moving on.